How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Welcome to the Confident Retirement Podcast. Is doing the most important things alone a good idea? How comfy are you with your choices when it comes to life's biggest decisions? What is real peace of mind with financial confidence and how can you get it? Chris Fleming and Mark Peachy are the founders of LPF Advisors in Sarasota, Florida. On the show, they bring together the best and brightest minds to share with you how to have a more confident financial picture. They empower listeners with simple, common sense and financial wisdom. And now, here are your hosts from LPF Advisors. I want to welcome everybody to the Confident Retirement Podcast brought to you by LPF Advisors. I'm your host here, as always, every week, Chris Flaming. And today I have the pleasure of welcoming David Silver on the podcast. He's been a Medicare coverage specialist serving clients primarily in Florida since 2007. It's been so long, he's earned the nickname Medicare David. Mr. Silver, thanks for being here and welcome to the show. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Chris. Yeah, we're going to have a good time. So you have an interesting history. I know a little bit about your background. Take me through kind of a brief summary of how you got to where you are today. Well, my earlier career, I was in the uh, in the food business, had some delis and bagel shops and things of that nature. Invested my profits into real estate. And uh, back in 2007, the real estate market crashed and so did my investments. Didn't want to get back into the business again. So I started, I got my insurance license and actually fell into the Medicare, uh, the Medicare business by accident. I found an ad on monster.com. I called up and they had mentioned stuff about uh, great leads that we provide, great insurance product. I'm like, let me give it a try. I went and interviewed. I, it was a United Healthcare Medicare Advantage plan at the time and um, trained about four or five months, got into it. After about a year, broke out on my own. And uh, here I am today, all these years later. So it's it's been good. I enjoy the business. I focus completely on Medicare. I don't do any other type of insurance products. And, you know, and it's worked out quite well. Awesome. So if you could go back in time, all the way back to 2007, when you started and, and got involved, is there any advice that you would give your younger self? Something maybe you wish you knew then that you know now? I always knew that... Uh, like my approach to sales has always been knowledge, like being able to answer all questions, not in sales speak, but having real answers. Real, people have real questions, you want to have real answers. The um, When I look back, I really wouldn't change anything outside the fact I wish I, I, I was better trained because there's a lot of things that came up that I was given incorrect information on. So it was not until I was in this business, probably two or three years, maybe even four years, that you were, I was just, a, it was a, a total learning curve. So there's so many nuances to Medicare. There's a lot of um, a lot of rules and regulations. You got big companies, big government, all combined. You have to be very careful what you do. Compliance is a major thing, and being able to answer the questions, just getting all that knowledge, it takes a long time. It's not something that you could just walk into because you can really mess people up, putting them in the wrong coverage just because you don't know 
you don't have all the answers, but you think you do. And, you know, everybody's in sales. Everybody wants to make a sale, but knowledge is power. And that's, that is, if I was going to, if I was going to give advice to somebody who's getting into the business, learn as much as possible before you hit the ground. Yeah. Yeah. There isn't really a replacement for that. And that kind of segues into the other question that I wanted to ask you. So you mentioned a couple of things there, but what are there some certain areas of helping clients that you find to be the most challenging? The most challenging part is extracting the information out of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because the more, inf- the more accurate information I receive from my clients, the more that I'm, um, I'm able to help them. So I always tell people the answers that you give me are going to dictate what your best options are and not the other way around. So sometimes like, for example, I'll sit with somebody and they'll tell me, uh, I need a list of your medicines. I need a list of your doctors. Well, they'll give me a list of the medicines, but it'll be incomplete. You know, they won't tell me about an expensive medicine that they take uh, or they won't tell me about a doctor who saved their life uh, because he performed open heart surgery on them. So just getting the right information from the people, accurate information is very, very helpful to me. And it ensures the fact that I will not make a mistake in terms of, you know, in terms of giving you your coverage options. Yeah, the coverage that they need, the best match. Okay, so... What, what do you think is a big misperception that you see people having with Medicare? Uh, just a lack of understanding. Now, there's been studies done by Kaiser. The information that people get is typically from friends and family. The people that care about them most, typically the most inaccurate information. Questions that I, that I hear on a day-to-day basis are, are just not the way Medicare works. There is just a ton of misinformation. Some of that comes from agents like myself, not me in particular, but agents like myself who just don't know the business inside and out or know Medicare inside and out. A lot of it comes from friends and family who get bits and pieces of it, right, but not the whole thing. So there's just a lot of misinformation about Medicare. So it's really important to speak to somebody who knows what they're doing. Like I was just at a lady's house the other day. Her mom just moved here from out of state and mom's going through cancer treatment. And, you know, she's trying to find her mom in, in she's trying to put her mom into an advantage plan because she had an advantage plan from the state that she came from. She found out about me. She called me up on the phone. And based on the rules of Medicare, her mother was able to get into a Medicare supplement policy you know, without any medical underwriting, which was, a you know, a total godsend. But, you know, if she didn't call me, she never would have known about it. And choosing another Medicare advantage plan for her mom would have been very expensive and it would not have been good. So, um these are the things that it's always good if you have a good resource. Well, I don't care if it's if it's financial planning, Medicare, carpentry, home improvement. If you have a good resource, it's really hard to find good people. And I like to, you know, I, I take pride in the fact that I think I'm one of the I'm one of the good people when it comes to Medicare. Okay, so let's jump in a little bit to some details on Medicare. I'm hoping you can kind of educate us and demystify this for everybody. Can you explain in really simple terms, first, what Medicare Part A and B are and when people are either required or when do they have to enroll in those? Well, Part A is typically it's called hospitalization. Okay. So part is called on the Medicare card, it says, it says Part A hospital and Part B medical. Mm-hmm. So like Part A covers you for other things, you know, besides hospitalization, but that's the main point. Part B covers you for other stuff, but you know, going to the doctor, it covers is, is the big part of it. Okay. Okay. Now part A and B cover you for other things. And 
I should know what they are offhand, but you know, that's one of the few things I always have to, I have to Google for people, but for the, the most part is part A is hospitalization. Part B is medical. People enroll typically enroll in Medicare when they're turning 65. Okay. That's when people generally get Medicare. Sometimes if you're on disability and you're under age 65 in your 25th month of getting disability, you're eligible for Medicare. So that's, that's not, it's not a, 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 it's not an uncommon thing, but it doesn't happen all the time. Generally speaking, when when people turn 65, another time when, you know, if people are still working and they work for a company of over 20 employees, sometimes it's in their best interest to only take part A, opt out of part B for the time being. And then when they're ready to retire, if you're not getting any type of uh, group health insurance for retirees, I always advise people three or four months before they're ready to retire, they should go and apply for Part B. There's paperwork that has to be submitted to their employer and they have to fill out paperwork and that paperwork has to get submitted to Social Security and you can get your Part B started whenever you want and there's no late enrollment penalties. Typically, those are the or those are typically the three times if you're on disability under age 65, 25th month of disability, you're eligible for Medicare. When you turn 65, you're eligible for Medicare. And if you work for a large company of more than 20 employees and you have group health insurance benefits, sometimes it's in people's best options to delay Part B until they're ready to retire and lose that group insurance benefit. Okay, now on that last part where they're still working. Right. And they forego part B because they have the employer coverage. Do they still have to do something to enroll in part A when they're 60? Uh, they can go online and just apply for part A. They really, I mean, okay. if they don't want to do anything, they don't have to. I always okay. advise people it's easier to apply for part A now, even if you're going to retire five years down the road, mm-hmm. just get part A now and get part B, you know, three or four months before you know you're ready to retire, get the ball rolling, get that paperwork done and get it into social security. Cause it could take 60 to 90 days to process that paperwork. Okay. Now. Okay. So let's shift over to all the supplements, right? It's like a uh, alphabet soup. Yes. Right. All the different letters. So what, what's the deal with those? What do those mean or what are they for? And, and how do people kind of cipher through that? All Medicare supplements are broken down by plan letter A through N. Generally, the most popular plans that people do, it used to be plan F. But if you were if you received Medicare prior to January 1st, 2020, you're not eligible for plan F. OK, but if you had part if you just had part A before 2020, you're able, part A or part A and B before 2020, you're eligible for plan F. You'll always be eligible for plan F from today going forward. If you receive Medicare after January 1st, 2020, plan F is off the table. Now the most popular plans are plan G and plan N. Those are the most popular plans that I see, that I sell. But every plan is broken down by plan letter A through N, okay? Plan F used to, plan F covers you for everything that Medicare doesn't cover. So generally speaking, Medicare pays about 80%. Plan F picks up to 20%. You have plan F, you should have no medical bills. Okay. Plan G is the exact, is almost exactly like plan F. There's one difference. Plan G does not cover you for the Part B deductible, which in 2022 is $233. So the first $233, $233 worth of Part B medical expenses you incur that's on you. After that, you're covered just like you would be under Plan F. Plan N, which I think is a very good value plan, 
works almost the same as Plan G, whereas it has the Part B deductible of $233. The difference is with Plan N, once you reach your deductible of $233, when you go to the doctor, whether it's a regular, like a family doctor or a specialty doctor or specialist, you'll have up to a $20 copay. It could be less, but it'll be no more than $20. If you go to the emergency room, there'll be a $50 copay, but they waive it if you get admitted. And Plan N does not cover you for Part B excess charges. Now, that sounds like a really, really big thing. Potentially, it could be, but it's a very rare occurrence. An excess charge means doctors could charge 15% if they don't accept Medicare assignment. 99% of doctors that accept Medicare accept Medicare assignment. So it's a really rare issue that has, I've done a lot of plan ends over the years. It's never, it's never reared its head. That doesn't mean it can't happen to you. It's just a very, very rare occurrence. Okay. But those are the, are the, are the, uh, are the, are the, the three big plans where, you, where I believe you're afforded the most value. Okay. All right. And there's, I know they always talk about something where you have to enroll by a certain age or there's some kind of penalty or you get in trouble or something. There's no, no, there's no about penalty. That. The only penalties that incur under Medicare is if you don't apply for Part B when you're supposed to. Okay. Okay. So let's say you work for, or you're, um, okay. Okay. Let's say you go on Medicare and you're a veteran for example, and you say, well, I go to the VA for all my care. I'm not going to, I'm not, I don't see any outside doctors. So I'm not going to pay a part B premium of $170. So these people, they, they opt out of part B potentially big mistake, but they do it anyway. Okay. Cause they don't know any better. So they have just part A only. So let's say they're 65. Now they're 70. Okay. 70. They want to go get a second opinion. They want to see doctors outside the VA. Well, they don't have Part B. They don't have that doctor's insurance. So they'll say, well, uh, how do I get Part B? I'm like, well, you could get Part you, If you don't sign up for Part B when you're supposed to, between January 1st and March 31st of each year is the, op- is the time to sign up for Part B and that your Part B won't start till July 1st of that year. Okay. On top of that, they impose a penalty of 10% for every 12 months you went without Part B when you should have had it and you didn't have credible coverage. VA is not considered credible coverage. So under that scenario, there's a 50% penalty put onto your Part B premium. That penalty will stay with you for the rest of your life. So right now it's 170 a month, a 50% penalty would be roughly $85. So for this year, you would pay $255 and that 50% penalty will stay with you for the rest of your life. That's one example of why there would be a penalty. The other penalty is is for Part D prescription drug coverage. Okay. Well, unlike for Part B, where that the VA is not credible coverage, if you have if you get prescription drug coverage through the VA, that that is deemed credible coverage. So let's use a different example for Part D. Let's say you go on Medicare and you say, you know something, I don't take any medicine. I don't want to pay for a drug plan. Great. It's not mandatory. You don't have to do it. Five years down the road, you want to go get a drug plan. You can't sign up for a drug plan whenever you want. You can only sign up for a drug plan between October 15th and December December 7th of each year. That's the Medicare open enrollment. Now, there's some other there's special election periods, but let's just, you know, just try to keep things simple. So during the open enrollment, you decide to get a drug plan. That drug plan won't start until January 1st. Let's say the drug plan is $10 a month that you sign up for. Well, they're going to impose a penalty for the five years that you didn't have credible drug coverage. Typically, the penalty is roughly 50 to 60 cents a month 
or 1% of the national average cost of a drug plan monthly. And that every month that you didn't have a drug plan for the sake of this example, it would probably be about $7, six, $7 a year. So that drug plan that's $10 a month, it's gonna be $10 plus the penalty, which would be roughly $35 a month. That penalty too will stay with you for as long as you have a drug coverage. Those are the only two times that you have uh, the penalties are are going to happen to you. Okay. Now, a lot of people think that if you if you don't sign up for a supplement or you don't sign up for a Medicare Advantage plan in time, there's going to be penalties. That's not the case. You can sign up for a Medicare supplement 12 months a year. There's no enrollment penalties for Medicare supplements. Generally speaking, Medicare Advantage and prescription drug plans, you can sign up from October 15th to December 7th. If you're just getting Medicare, you can sign up for a drug plan and a Medicare Advantage plan. You have a seven-month window. So three months before you turn 60, three months before you start, well, when you when you get Medicare, when you turn 65, you have a seven-month window. Three months, three months before you turn 65, the month of, and three months after. So it doesn't matter what time of year you get that when you age in, you could get this coverage whenever you want. Okay. All right. So I, I like how you explained that. Thank you. Can you switch gears a little bit and talk about advantage plans? You had mentioned them, but what like what what do those aren't the same as the supplements? You have like Medicare Advantage. So what is different about those or or how how are those um utilized? Well, you asked me at the very beginning of this uh, of this podcast about like you know, the misconceptions or the, you know, the, a lot of people are confused about Medicare. So I speak to my own clients on the phone. I think I do a really good job of explaining people call me on the phone and they say, Dave, uh, I have a supplement through you, or they'll call me up. There'll be a new customer or new client. And they'll call me up and say, I have a, I have a supplement. I go, who's your supplement with? Oh, it's with AARP. I go, how much is your monthly premium? Zero. Well, I know that they have an advantage plan because there's no Medicare supplements that are zero. Okay, so there is a big people think that, you know, it's all melded together. Medicare Advantage plans are not supplements. So to answer your question, I got to tell you that, let me tell you what a supplement is and why it's different. With a Medicare supplement, you could see any doctor in the country that accepts Medicare. There's no network restrictions. If the doctor accepts that red, white, and blue Medicare card, they accept your supplement card. It's irrelevant who the company is, Okay. Advantage plans, on the other hand, are network-driven health plans. A Medicare Advantage plan is defined as a health plan option that's funded by Medicare, but administered by a private company. So the federal government is giving a private company of your choice a monthly premium, and that private company is administering your Medicare. It's a privatized Medicare health plan. These plans have to abide, abide by the rules of Medicare. Unlike supplements that you can see any doctor in the country and there's no network restrictions with advantage plans, there are network restrictions. There's two types. There's two main types. I mean, there's actually three, but I'll only talk about two. There's HMOs and there's PPOs. With an HMO, you have to ha you have to select a primary care doctor at the time that you apply or the plan will assign you one. And that primary care doctor quarterbacks your care. Everything goes through your, your primary care doctor. You have to get referrals from your primary care doctor. With a PPO, referrals are not required. And you're covered, unlike an HMO, where you're only covered in-network unless it's an emergency or urgent care situation. With a PPO, you're covered both in and out of network. 
out of network will cost you more, but you're still covered. So you have a lot more freedom and flexibility with the PPO than you do with an HMO. But any Medicare Advantage plan is not going to have a network the size of Medicare. Okay. I mean, Medicare, 97%, I believe that's the number, 97% of doctors across the country accept Medicare. That's not the case with an Advantage plan. So when people call me up and they're interested in Advantage, and a lot of people these days are, it could be the economy, people are trying to save money. Advantage plans, although they have no monthly premium for the most part, you have to make sure that their doctors accept it and you have to make sure that their medicines are covered affordably. Advantage plans cover you for not only are the healthcare side of things, part A and B, but they also cover you for part D. And to make things even more confusing, advantage plans are also referred to as part C. <laughs> so you talk about alphabet soup. Yeah. So that's the way that generally works. Okay. And like most things with the government, it's never simple. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So how about employer provided retiree options? Are those most of the time advantage plans? Like, you know, you have a large employer, they have retiree health insurance. Um, what do you see? And when you're working with people that have that stuff as a retiree, what are those, what do most of those plans fall under? Well, there's group retirees, like secondary insurance, yeah, where when right. you get Medicare and your your group insurance will 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 almost work like a supplement, almost like TRICARE for life, you know, yep. for the veteran, the retired military. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll work as secondary insurance. Typically, uh, those plans will include drug coverage also. And there's group Medicare Advantage plans. What I see with group Medicare Advantage plans, unless people are getting it for zero premium, sometimes people are paying hundreds of dollars a month. Oftentimes, there's no value there. One thing that you have to be careful of, though, even if you have a group Medicare Advantage plan, or, or even if your company is ch- charging you a good amount for uh, the secondary insurance, through group retiree insurance. The first question I ask people when I speak to them is, I need to get a list of your medicine. And you might say, well, that's an odd question. Why do you ask them that? Because group health insurance will cover expensive medicine generally a lot more affordably than private part D, okay? Whether it's through an Advantage plan or through a standalone drug plan. So that is one thing that you have to be very careful of as an agent. As an inexperienced agent, you would never know that. You would say, well, you're spending $300 a month. I could get you into an Advantage plan for zero or a Medicare supplement for 115 But the medicine is a big part because if you take expensive medicine and you're paying $15 a month at the pharmacy, you could go on private Medicare Part D and that could cost you thousand, several thousand dollars a year. So, but that's basically what I see. You know, once again, people don't really have a big understanding of how their insurance works. So oftentimes what I suggest they to do, if they could get that, if they could get me a summary of benefits of what their current plan looks like. If what they have is better than what I offer, that's what I'm going to I'm going to tell them to stick with what you have. If I could do something better for them, I'll tell them the reasons why, lay out the numbers and then we and then we can move forward potentially. And I think this is a point of clarification there. You said it and it's important is even if you went with the employer provided one, the group coverage, it is a supplement to you still having to enroll in parts A and B. So that's your primary, and then this is a supplement too, correct? Yeah. So if you, uh, well, here, here, I'm glad you brought this up. I just went through this the other day. Um, when you're when you retire, yeah. Some people retire and are like, well, I have group health insurance through my employer. I don't, I don't need to, I don't need to carry Part B. In fact, you do. Once right. you stop working, you should get Part B. Right. And if you don't get it, you're going to be subject to the penalty. Mm-hmm. 
So there's two types of group health insurance plans for retirees. Secondary group health insurance that works, that piggybacks off straight Medicare or a group Medicare Advantage plan, which replaces Medicare, just like a private Medicare Advantage plan would. These are Medicare replacement plans. So when you're with an Advantage plan, okay, you can put your red, white, and blue Medicare card in a safe spot because your Medicare, for all intents and purposes, is going to be either that private Medicare Advantage plan you have or that group Medicare Advantage plan that you have. It takes over your Medicare. Good. All right. I'm glad. I like how you said that. So without sharing any, you know, personal confidential details about the client. Can you give me a recent example of a situation where you really made a big difference for someone that you were working with? They were going down this certain road and they didn't realize they were going to make a big mistake, right? You kind of helped steer them in the right direction and, and, and made a big impact. Well, I mean, you know, generally speaking, like I, like I just gave you the example before of the, uh, you know, there are people that move to this area because they're, you know, they don't, they're sick. They want to be near family. Their situation is maybe because they have some special circumstances to get into a Medicare supplement policy that I don't believe a lot of agents are knowledgeable of. I mean, maybe they are, but I don't see it very often switching them into a supplement, which could be a very, very you know, advantageous thing. I think the biggest thing that I do that separates me from other agents, because listen, we're all, we're all in business to make money. Okay. I mean, I like to help people and make money at the same time. But, you know, I have a family to feed just like everybody else. Where I save people the most amount of money and, I, uh, you know, is through the prescription drug coverage. Now, the prescription drug coverage is not a sexy product to sell. It's, the commissions are, are very, very, very small. But that's where people waste the most amount of money. And a lot of agents don't focus on it because there's not really a lot of money. In it. There's much, a lot more money selling supplements and, and advantage plans. But the drug coverage is where people waste a lot of money. I would venture to say by changing drug coverages year to year for either my existing clients or people that call me on the phone who want me to evaluate it through my website or however they hear of me, I would venture to say if I had to guess, I save people annually at least $200,000 a year in drug costs, whereas they're saving that much money that they're able to spend on spend on friends and family vacations going out to eat than just wasting their money on a drug plan. Before I got on this on this podcast this morning, a gentleman that I work with, I helped out his aunt, his mother sending me her information to evaluate. And I could tell that her drug plan that she's with is about $90 a month. And I said to him, how much medicine does your mom take? Oh, two low cost generics. This lady is wasting $1,000 a year on premium, just a waste of money. No reason for her to be with this plan. But most people, they select a plan and they forget about it. Right, they and stick with I that. tell people they have to evaluate their coverage every year. And I think that's what separates me from everybody else is that even though it's not a sexy product and, you know, you have to, it's, uh, I like to call myself the singles hitter of the, uh, of the insurance business, but it's a really important to my clients to evaluate their drug coverage because it's stuff that they don't want to do. And I do it for them and it really cements my relationship with them. Okay, great. So out, outside of your practice, David, can you share with me something that you're really passionate about personally? Well, obviously, I'm passionate about my family, my son. I'm passionate about my golf game, which, you know, considerably, I wish I was good at, at golf as I am at Medicare. Uh, I think I'd be a happier person. I'm uh, like sort of ashamed to say that. <laughs> I mean, you see me play. <laughs> That's true. But, you know, I, you know I, I like to exercise. You know, I like to be with my family, I like to travel. Yeah, you know, I'm a, a pretty simple guy. You know, I enjoy my I enjoy my business. I enjoy my work. 
So uh, I don't, I like what I do. It gives me, uh, you know, it gives me the time and flexibility to do the stuff that I enjoy. I've been able to watch my son grow up and, you know, I, I, I work from home the majority of the time, you know, it's been a blessing. So I'm, uh, you know, good marriage. So I'm, I'm pretty happy. Awesome. So um, from a business standpoint for you, what do you see as your biggest opportunity going forward in the future? The biggest opportunity for me is I believe I, I have a good game plan the way I conduct my business. I think that, you know, my business continues to grow every year. I maintain my clients. I'm thinking about maybe, uh, you know, branching out to a different state or two, but just keep doing what I'm doing. You know, I just, you know, treat people right, treat people the way you want to be treated. I tell people I treat everybody like I'm talking to my mother or father, which sometimes people don't like because, you know, like everybody, sometimes you get mad at your mother and father. Yeah. But, right. uh, but you know, I just, you know, I try to keep things simple. Yeah. I, I don't do sales speak. I'm a straight shooting, straight shooting guy. I'm pragmatic. And, I, you know, I help people. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's been a win-win. It's been, you know, I ha- like I said, I have a, a, a solid business, something I've worked very hard at. You know, I've generated, you know, all my business. I don't have any support. Everything's done through me. And um, just keep doing what I'm doing. It's a, it, it's a good formula. Okay. And on the flip side of that, what do you see as um, some of your biggest challenges that you'd like to overcome in your business in order to take you to the next level or to get you to where you want to go quicker? I don't think there's really any necessarily any challenges. I mean, I just think, I think there's frustrations. The thing that you come up to when you're in, like, I'm in a position doing what I do that, like, when I speak to people and I invest time with people and I answer all their questions and I give them all their options, I think it's more frustration sometimes than anything else. I don't think there's challenges. There's extreme frustration sometimes because I'm in a, I'm in a unique position. When I work with somebody, I know what your best option is. Like, I know it because there's a finite number of options. You know, under Medicare supplements, there's 25 or 30 different plans, drug plans, 22 different plans, advantage plans. Depending on the county that you live, there's 30 or 40 different plans. I know I ask all the right questions. I know what your needs are. I know what your medicines are. I know who your doctors are. I know what your I know whether you want if you want to deal with referrals or not. So when I don't get the business, I find it very frustrating because I give all the answers. And if I could somehow overcome that. It would definitely make me happier because that's something that I've never been able to get my arms around because, you know, if you sell life insurance or annuities or car insurance, there's a zillion options that you that you could sell people. What I do is that, you know, what I did, like I said, there's a finite number of options. So, like, for example, what a lot of people don't realize under Medicare supplement coverage, all Medicare supplements are standardized coverages based on plan letter in Florida and well in 47 out of the 50 states. So if you want to go with a plan F in Florida, every company that offers a plan F offers the same exact coverage. The only difference is the monthly premium. So I put people in the lowest cost plan F. By paying more, all you're doing is wasting your money. So if people don't trust me on that when I'm when I'm giving them all the proof, it's a frustration. You know, sometimes people go do it themselves, which they receive no benefit from. Okay, but they're not going to get it any less expensive if they go direct or go through me. So, but not to go on much further than that, that's, it's, I don't have, I don't think there's hurdles that I have to overcome. There's frustrations that I have to get better at dealing with. All right. Now, if uh, people wanted to learn more about you or contact you, what do you want to tell us is the best way to do that? 
I'm sort of old school. So I always love the phone call. So you could reach me on a, there's two separate numbers, 941-907-2879. That's my local office number. You can reach me on my mobile at 813-417-2716. You can also go to my website. You can go to davesilverinsurance.com or medicaredavid.com. It's going to get you to this. It's going to get you to the same spot. Uh, you could reach me at info at davesilverinsurance.com or you could reach me at medicaredave.com. All right. So let's try to get everyone to go to the Medicare Dave or the Medicare David. <laughs> Those are the easy ones to remember. <laughs> That's good. I like it. Okay. David, listen, I want to thank you for taking the time to be here with me today. It's been a real pleasure. Very informative. Went through a lot of information, learned a lot. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in and watching the Confident Retirement Podcast brought to you by LPF Advisors, where we are raising the retirement confidence of everyday people one show at a time. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening and watching. Be well. Take care. Thank you, Chris. You've been listening to the Confident Retirement Podcast with Chris and Mark from LPF Advisors. For more information on them and retiring confidently, please visit lpfadvisors.com. If your ears are pleased and your mind is now at ease, do share the program with your friends and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.